0: While occasionally referencing real-life people and events, Heavy Head is a work of fiction that is not meant to be used as a diagnostic tool and contains adult language and situations. Listener discretion is advised. I
1: can remember the good old days when there were all men in my department. Well, what were you wearing that night? How can such a pretty wife make such bad coffee? It must be that time of the month. Your whole being changes and you become
0: an irritable, cranky witch. in PMS for the period before your period. Why
2: are you getting so emotional?
0: Calcium may reduce the symptoms of PMS.
3: Are you like a feminist? Which once again proves my theory. Women can't drive. Ah! Don't be so bossy. How dare you? Hmm. All of you standing
0: around deciding my future? I am not a prize to be won.
1: What war on reproductive rights? We will not go back to the alley. I mean, the last thing anyone wants is a bunch of dead clowns in a dark alley. (laughs) Your biological clock is ticking.
0: Megan Morgan is 32 years old. Born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Megan lives with her husband, Evan. Having spent the last few years trying to have children, Megan and Evan finally gave birth to a daughter, only to find out that motherhood is not what they expected. This is their
4: story.
5: So, how long have the two of you been trying to have a baby? Oh gosh. How long has it been, babe? Four or five years?
3: Yeah. Oh, at at least.
5: You know, there's another option here. Have you considered in vitro fertilization?
3: That's, That's pretty expensive, right?
5: Yes, but it is an option. How does it work? Well, it's a process that happens over several months. The whole cycle starts on the first day of your period. Typically, in a monthly cycle, your body would produce one egg. With IVF, you'll take medicine specific to your body and treatment plan either one or two times per cycle or one or two times per day. The medications are typically given through injection. Ooh, I don't like needles.
3: I can help you with the shots. That's no problem.
5: I know it seems daunting at first, but you'd be surprised how quickly it becomes second nature. After 8 to 14 days on the medication, the follicles, the part of your ovaries where eggs grow, We'll produce more eggs. Once on the medication, we'll do regular blood tests and ultrasounds to make sure everything is developing properly. Towards the end of your cycle, we will zero in on the exact time to give the trigger injection.
3: What's the trigger injection?
5: That's what readies the egg for ovulation when the egg is released. The timing of the injection is crucial as we need to perform the egg retrieval before ovulation. The next step is called egg pickup. It's an outpatient procedure done under general anesthesia, where a specialist will retrieve the eggs from each ovary using an ultrasound machine with a special needle. During this procedure, Evan, we would have you produce a semen sample. Our lab will select the most viable sperm to be combined with the egg. The insemination process typically occurs in a culture dish. Wait, doesn't this have to happen inside my uterus? We have to confirm that the egg has been fertilized, so we can move the culture to a special incubator designed to develop the best possible embryos. Once the embryo develops in our lab, then we can transfer it into your uterus. This procedure is similar to a pap smear and takes about five minutes. From there, you will receive a blood test two weeks later to confirm whether or not you are pregnant.
3: So, this is gonna work, right?
5: Nothing is guaranteed, I'm afraid. With you being under 35, Megan, your chances of getting pregnant from IVF is right around 50%.
3: You ready for this?
2: Stick it in.
3: Remember, it's bigger than it looks.
2: Just do it already.
3: Okay, here we go. Now how did that feel for you?
2: Not bad. I'm used to the shots now.
3: I wish we didn't have to give them every day.
2: If this is what finally gives us the baby we've always wanted, it'll be worth it. Hello? Megan, we got the results from your blood work back,
5: and I wanted to be the one to call and tell you myself you're pregnant. Congratulations.
2: Shut up! Evan, come here! We're pregnant! It's happening! We're having a baby!
5: Okay, I should be hearing a heartbeat here. Maybe because it's still early on? Mm, Perhaps, but you're right around 12 weeks, which means the baby's heartbeat should be detected with a Doppler by now. What should we do? I'm going to perform a fetal ultrasound. This will give us a better idea of what's going on. Okay, this may be a little cold and uncomfortable. I apologize. Hmm... Megan, have you experienced any back pain or vaginal bleeding or spotting? Um, no. Why? Well, this ultrasound is showing the gestational sac to be larger than 16 millimeters, but I'm just not seeing an embryo. Added with the fact that you aren't experiencing any symptoms yet, usually indicates what we call a missed miscarriage. What?
3: What is a missed miscarriage?
5: That means that there's a pregnancy loss in which the embryo has either stopped developing or was never formed, with the mother not yet having clear miscarriage symptoms. Oh no.
3: Baby, I'm, I'm so sorry. I thought that the embryo developed during IVF.
5: Yes, but even with successful IVF, there's still no guarantee of carrying a pregnancy to full term. As awful as this is, miscarriage is very common in the first trimester. However common, you should know miscarriage can be extremely traumatic, both emotionally and physically. This could be a very difficult few weeks for you as you pass this pregnancy. But the good news is that you've gotten pregnant once, and there's no reason you can't again.
2: Oh shit! Oh.
3: Maybe, what, what is it?
2: My back is starting to cramp up. Oh, now my stomach is starting to hurt. I need to go to the bathroom. Babe, come quick.
3: Baby, are you okay?
2: I'm bleeding.
3: Okay, okay. The doctor said this could happen. It's okay, you're gonna be all right. Let's just get you into bed. This should pass in a few hours. I'm right here, you're gonna be fine.
2: was the doctor. She just confirmed I'm pregnant again.
3: That's a good thing, right? This is what we wanted. Aren't you happy?
2: I am. I'm just worried. I don't want to lose this one. I don't think I could go through that. Not again.
3: Let's not think about it that way. How about this? Let's wait until we're further along to tell anyone. How's that sound?
2: Okay, that sounds good.
5: Megan, how are you feeling? I'm tired. I wasn't expecting that it would take this long. Well, that's what we are concerned about. I know you were having contractions and were even dilated earlier. But everything has seemed to stall. This could be because the baby's head cannot fit through the pelvis. How would the two of you feel about an emergency C-section? Emergency? This is no cause for concern. It's just what's best for the health of the mother and the baby. We can give you an epidural and have your baby delivered in a very short order. We don't want our baby to be drugged. I understand that, but I can assure you that they do not harm the baby.
3: Hi, Mommy. This was our first date together. But, you didn't know I was there yet. I really wanted to surprise you.
1: Surprise! Annie, I know that I am busy at work all day and
0: sometimes I forget things.
1: feeding problems like fussiness, crying, and gas.
3: Girl, don't you love her? Well, here we are, home safe and sound. A family of 3 for the first time. What what's wrong, babe?
2: Nothing. It's just it's taking us a long time to get here. Now we're here and we have the baby and it's like now what?
3: Ready for a feeding, Mama?
2: I guess so. Hopefully, she takes this time. Oh, she's not taking again. I'm never going to get this.
3: That's okay. That's why you pumped. We can try again later.
2: But we keep trying. It has to be something that I'm doing wrong. I'm never going to connect with her.
3: What's wrong, Isabella? Do you need your diaper changed? Let's change that diaper.
2: Is somebody hungry?
3: Oh, do you want to be held? That's shh, shh, all
1: right.
2: Are you ever going to let us sleep? Ugh, Evan, it's your turn to get up with her. Evan. All right, I guess I'll do it again. baby girl i just don't know sometimes i didn't realize how difficult motherhood would be you're wearing me out do you even like me
3: <laughs> where there she is who's my big girl you are Yo-ho, yo-ho, the pirate's life for me.
2: (laughs) She has such a better connection with her father. Why is it so much easier for him?
3: Hey, Megan, do you want to come help?
2: It seems like you have it under control.
3: Are you sure that you're okay with me going back to work? I can always ask for more time off.
2: Yeah, you have to go back at some point.
3: All right, well, you can always call me. I know. Okay, well, I love you.
2: I love you too. Oh no, please, not this early. Baby girl, please. This is our first time completely alone. This has been really hard on me. Can we have an easy day today? Do you need a new diaper? Let me check. You're dry. Are you hungry? We can try nursing again, but I don't know. You don't seem to like breastfeeding. Come on, Bella. You can do it. Please, I know you're hungry. Ouch, baby girl, don't bite me. That hurt. Oh, come on. You're hungry, but you don't want to latch. I don't even know if I pumped enough last night. I must be the worst mom ever. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've made a huge mistake.
3: Hey babe, I really missed you and Isabella There's my little angel How was your day?
2: I have no idea what I'm doing
3: Um, fine Well, how did nursing go?
2: You're hungry, but you don't want to latch Uh, good I think she's getting the hang of it
3: That's great to hear
2: I must be the worst mom ever I've made a huge mistake
3: Bye babe, have a great day, I love you.
2: Oh no, I can't do this already. Hey mom, what are you up to? Well, I was wondering if you wanted to come see the baby today. I was thinking right now. Where's that precious grandbaby of mine? We're in here. There she is. Isn't she just the sweetest? Don't you just love her? Um, sure. I guess. You guess? How could you not love this face? Look at her. Megan, what's the matter with you? She just doesn't love me. I know it. Megan, how could you say something like that? Of course she does, you're her mother. I just don't feel a connection with her. I I can't help it. She'd much rather be with her dad.
0: I just don't understand.
2: I'm just so unhappy and it will never get better. I hate myself, I'm so sad, I'm just so sad. This is horrible, I just wanna die. Baby, you can't talk like that. This little girl needs you. I know this is a big adjustment for you, but you can't think that way. Have you talked to Evan about this? No, she just lights up whenever he's in the room. They have such a natural bond. I can't nurse her. I can't soothe her when she's upset. I haven't had more than a couple hours of sleep at a time in weeks. She would just be better off without
1: me.
3: All right, honey. I'm going to buy the stroller. I'll be back in a little bit.
2: Okay. You weren't gone very long. Did you get a stroller?
3: No. Uh, no. I... I couldn't. Why not? There were... I saw their moms, and they were...
2: They were what?
3: They... I saw their moms there, and... And they were happy. I mean, they were with their babies, Megan. And they were happy. They were happy to have their babies. What? What's wrong with you?
2: Excuse me?
3: Why aren't you happy? This is what we've wanted more than anything. For years, we watched and we waited while all of our friends had kids. And now we finally have one. Why can't you be happy? You won't look at her. You won't sing to her. Why? What's happening? This is everything we've ever wanted for ourselves.
2: Well, maybe I don't want it anymore.
3: What are you talking about?
2: This isn't what I expected. None of this is what I expected. What were
3: you expecting?
2: To feel a connection. To feel something. But I feel nothing. My whole life, I've been told the moment I laid eyes on my baby, I'd feel this instant bond. This instant connection and love stronger than anything I've ever felt before. But I don't. I just don't.
3: How could you say that?
2: Oh, it's just so easy for you, Mr. Father of the Year. She has you wrapped around her little finger, and it's obvious how much she likes you, but she wants nothing to do with me.
3: That's because I'm actually making an effort. She'd be the same with you if you actually gave a shit.
2: You don't think I've tried? I'm with her all day, every day. Well, you get to go to work and live the life you've always had. Your life has stayed exactly the same. I'm the one who's had their freedom taken away.
3: I asked you if you were okay with me going back to work.
2: Well, what do you want me to say? I lied. I fucking lied. And the truth is, I'm miserable. I hate my life and I'm so ashamed of what a terrible mom I've turned out to be.
3: You're not a terrible mom. Look, you can't be the only one who feels this way. There has to be other moms out there who feel the same way that you do. We could find a support group together for other new moms if you want to. Hey Sweetheart, H- how was the group? Uh, not so great. Oh no, what happened?
2: Well, I thought the group would be more focused on moms who were having a hard time emotionally with their newborns, but all everyone kept talking about was the best ways to get formula stains out of clothes or dealing with fussy babies. When I started talking about how much I was struggling, everyone just fell silent and just sort of stared at me. It made me feel really inadequate.
3: Oh babe, I'm so sorry. Do you think that you'll go back?
2: I don't know if I would want to.
3: I don't blame you. You know, I was thinking, we should go out on a date. It's been a long time since we went out, just me and you.
2: A date? Oh, I don't know about that. I've let myself go and still haven't lost the baby weight. I don't feel sexy right now.
3: You look great! Come on! When was the last time we went out together?
2: You know what? You're right. That's a great idea. At the beginning of the group, I signed up for a babysitting co-op. Let me give them a call and see what nights they have available. I can't believe it.
3: Can't believe what?
2: I called the babysitting line, and they said that there must have been some mistake because there's no record of my attendance. Wait, what? I bet they took my name off the list because they thought I was some crazy bitch.
3: I mean, how can you call yourself a women's support group and then do something like that?
2: I'm so pissed off.
3: Have you ever considered getting some help around the house?
2: What, like a nanny? Hello, Julia. How are you?
4: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. So, uh, how does this work? I've never had a nanny before.
4: Where is Isabella?
2: She's over in her pack-and-play.
4: Okay, I will take her now. You go lay down and get some sleep.
2: Are you sure?
4: Yes. Go now. She is in good hands and you need to rest.
2: Oh. Uh, okay. Julia, are you making dinner?
4: Yes. You have to keep eating and drinking so that you can produce more milk.
2: Well, thank you. This is above and beyond what we asked of you.
4: It's my job to keep you and the baby going. I remember how overwhelmed you sounded on the phone. We will get you and Sweetie Pie here on a schedule. I'll show you how to bathe and put her to sleep while she's fussy. What else is bothering you?
2: Um, I've been having a hard time nursing Isabella and getting her to latch on. Show me. See? It's like there's something wrong with me. I just feel disconnected with her.
4: Now, now Megan, you are a very present mother. Not like these high and by moms of today. You are with her all the time. You are the only mother that she has and she knows this. She is very alert and strong. Now, let's try nursing her again. That's all right. That's all right mommy is right here sweetie pie and has everything you need mommy is going to feed you but you have to help her out Shh, relax
2: oh my
4: megan You must remember that giving birth is very traumatic. A c-section is a major surgery and that this is a big change in your life. It's okay to feel frazzled, but you must be easier on yourself.
2: But I just get so sad. My whole life I've been told that this will be the happiest time of my life. But I'm not happy. I'm just not.
4: Expectations are hardly ever reality, sweetheart. The truth is that it's perfectly normal to feel sad after birth. Your body has gone through so many big changes over the past year. It takes time for things to resettle. This doesn't mean that you're a bad mother. You have to be easier on yourself, but if you're still feeling like this is too much, there are doctors and treatment options to help you feel better. This is just a temporary state.
2: I put extra diapers, formula, and a change of clothes in the bag. I have everything. Now you two go and have fun. Shoo. It's okay, Isabella. I'm here. I'm here. Mommy is here. Shh. Shh. Relax. Grandma is going to take good care of you. Mommy and Daddy will be back soon. Evan, why are you looking at me like that?
3: Oh, I don't know. Are we just going to walk away and not acknowledge that badass mom shit you just pulled? Dr. Danielle
0: Johnson is a psychiatrist at the Lindner Center of Hope, located in Mason, Ohio, where she is the chief medical officer and director of their women's mental health program. We talked with Dr. Johnson over the phone to discuss the topic of perinatal mental health. What is perinatal mental health?
1: Perinatal mental health refers to mental health conditions a woman can experience during pregnancy and the postpartum period. So any time during pregnancy and within the first year after giving birth.
0: What are the different types of perinatal mental health conditions?
1: It's the same- that women can experience outside of pregnancy, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, as well as psychosis. But sometimes they can present a little bit differently, but we're usually thinking about depression or bipolar disorder. The anxiety disorders can include generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, social anxiety, PTSD, and OCD. And then women can also experience psychosis during or after their pregnancy as well.
0: What are the symptoms of perinatal mental health conditions?
1: They can vary, of course, depending on the condition. For example, perinatal depression, very similar to depression that someone would experience outside of pregnancy or postpartum. Mm -hmm. People can experience depressed mood or sometimes feeling irritable. There'll be a loss of interest or pleasure, sometimes withdrawing or isolating from others, changes in weight or appetite, changes in sleep, but their sleep changes are unrelated to how your baby's sleeping. Loss of energy, feelings of worthlessness or guilt, difficulty in concentrating or indecisiveness. Something that's a little bit different from regular depression is that Mm -hmm. people also notice difficulty bonding with the baby. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in addition to having thoughts of harming oneself that some people might have with depression, they also might have thoughts of (laughs) harming the baby. Then with anxiety, depending on the type of anxiety disorder, that can be very wide ranging. There might be constant worry, a feeling that something bad is going to happen. Thoughts might race. There can be disturbances of sleep and appetite, difficulty sitting still, panic attacks. A lot of physical symptoms occur with anxiety as well, like feeling dizzy or hot or sweating or having nausea. With OCD, Women might experience intrusive thoughts during their pregnancy or after their pregnancy that something bad might happen to their baby, excessive worrying about how they're taking care of their baby, kind of compulsions to have to do repetitive things to prevent something bad from happening to their baby, sometimes might fear being left alone with their baby because of these intrusive thoughts. If someone has a traumatic Pregnancy or birth experience, they might have symptoms of PTSD or someone might have intrusive thoughts about the traumatic birth experience, might have flashbacks or nightmares, difficulty being around things that remind them of the event, anxiety, feeling a sense of unreality or detachment. Sometimes when people have depression, they might actually have instead of major depression or what's called unipolar depression, Mm -hmm. they could have bipolar depression where later on they might actually develop a manic episode. So some women have bipolar disorder where in the moment they might be depressed, later on develop a manic episode where they have symptoms of mania or hypomania, Mm -hmm. where their mood is elevated or euphoric or sometimes very irritable. There's a decreased need for sleep. Energy is very high. There's impulsivity, rapid speech, racing thoughts are some of those symptoms. And then the most severe of the perinatal mental health disorders is postpartum psychosis. Psychosis can also happen during pregnancy, but if that occurs, it's generally because someone already had a psychotic disorder. But postpartum psychosis can occur It's not common, thankfully, in about one to two per 1,000 deliveries. It tends to be most common when people have a history of bipolar disorder, but not all the time. The things to be very concerned about with this is a significant change in sleep, having delusions, very disorganized behavior. Sometimes they appear delirious, like they'll be confused and disoriented, having hallucinations, paranoia. And these symptoms tend to occur rapidly after giving birth within the first week or so. So, or four weeks at the most, so it's pretty rapid.
0: Do we know what causes perinatal mental health conditions?
1: There isn't one single cause, but Mm -hmm. some of the things that can cause the symptoms are, of course, you know, hormones fluctuate during pregnancy and there's a significant fluctuation after giving birth. So hormones play a role. Having a family history of mood disorders or anxiety disorders or family history of having a perinatal mood disorder, Mm -hmm. as well as a personal history of already having a mood or anxiety disorder. Things that can happen during the pregnancy, fatigue, impairment in sleep. Significant stressors, job loss, financial stressors, relationship discord. The pandemic has been a big stressor. There's been a significant increase in perinatal mental health conditions because of COVID. Having trauma during the pregnancy or, you know, having a difficult birth. Mm -hmm. having a high-risk pregnancy, people with a history of childhood trauma or being in a relationship where there's current trauma, like with interpersonal violence, teen pregnancies have a higher risk, people with low socioeconomic status, Mm -hmm. and some medical conditions as well, like diabetes and thyroid disease, also have a higher risk, so it's very multifactorial.
0: What is the prevalence rate of perinatal mental health conditions?
1: It varies depending on the condition. For depression in particular... It kind of varies, actually, depending on the demographic as well. So for people in a lower socioeconomic status, which often can tend to be people of color, immigrants, their rates are higher. But in general, you'll often see a rate 1 in 7 quoted. But in certain demographics, it can be as high as about 1 in 4. For certain anxiety disorders, it's about 10 to 11 percent. For panic disorder and OCD, for postpartum PTSD, it's around 9 percent. For bipolar disorder, it varies. We do know in particular that the rate is higher in women with a history of bipolar disorder. They have a greater risk of developing it if they stop taking their medication. So for people with bipolar disorders, higher rates of recurrence and hospitalization if they stop taking medication. We also know that, again, when there is unipolar depression, at least 20% of those women actually have bipolar depression. The rates are variable kind of depending on the condition, but the risk of bipolar disorder is a lot higher than recognized sometimes, so it's very important to screen women with depression for bipolar disorder as well. For postpartum psychosis, as I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. thankfully it's not very common, but serious. It's one to two per 1,000 women, but even though it's not common, if any woman who has postpartum psychosis needs immediate medical detention, it's considered a psychiatric emergency and they need to be seen immediately in an emergency room by their physician that same day, most likely they'll need yes. to be hospitalized.
0: What is the likelihood of recurrence of perinatal mental health conditions with subsequent pregnancies?
1: Unipolar or major depression... It can be about 30%. For bipolar, it can be high as 50%. And for postpartum psychosis, the risk is even higher. Again, it's a more severe illness, 70%. Depending on whether things are treated with medication versus untreated, it increases the risk. Whether or not someone needs to be treated with medication depends on the severity of the illness major depression if someone has mild symptoms may not necessarily need medication a lot of times, psychotherapy and other interventions can be beneficial but if someone has a history of moderate to severe symptoms or multiple episodes they've been hospitalized before they've had suicidal thoughts with their symptoms that's most likely someone who's going to need to be treated with medication and seeing a physician who specializes in this area can work with someone to discuss risks and benefits of remaining on medication during their pregnancy and during lactation if they choose to the breastfeed.
0: How are perinatal mental health conditions diagnosed?
1: It's important to know if there is a history of a mental health condition prior to the pregnancy, and if so to monitor for those symptoms throughout, screening for them at every appointment. If someone does not have a mental health history, screening is still very important, whether they're in contact with their primary care physician, with their OBGYN, or they already see a mental health professional, they need to be screened for symptoms on regular intervals during their pregnancy. There are specific screening tools for certain conditions, especially depression, since that tends to be the most common condition that we look for during pregnancy. There's a rating scale of the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale that can be used, as well as some other screening tools. Women need to be monitored constantly. If they notice a change in their condition, they need to inform their providers as well. But again, there are specific criteria for disorders that we know about, we question about them, we use screening tools, and that's how we diagnose Another place that women are screened as well as diagnosed is often many pediatricians are also screening the mom at the first pediatric visit for the baby. So that's another place that women are getting screened and diagnosed as well mm-hmm.
0: as being diagnosed before they leave the hospital mm-hmm. to go home with the baby too. When should someone seek treatment for their perinatal mental health condition?
1: So if you are having symptoms that are causing you distress and impairing functioning, you should seek treatment Mm -hmm. because that means that you are not at your baseline. You're not doing as well as you need to be doing. Basically, always. I would say someone should always seek treatment. You know, you don't ignore the symptoms. If you notice that you are having difficulty functioning in your day-to-day life, you don't feel well, you're having trouble taking care of yourself, you're having trouble taking care of your baby, you should seek treatment.
0: What should loved ones be looking for if they suspect their loved one may be living with a perinatal mental health condition?
1: A change in their usual personality or level of functioning. They're isolating, they're withdrawn, a decline in their self-care. Maybe they're not showering as much, they're not changing their clothes. They don't want to get out of bed, they don't want to leave the house, a change in their sleeping pattern, a change in their eating pattern. They're more irritable, crying more maybe short tempered. Difficulties of bonding with the baby is, you know, especially if, you know, they were very excited about the pregnancy and then you notice when baby is actually here, they're not as excited and tend to, you know, want someone else to take care of the baby and those kinds of things. More severe symptoms that you really want to be aware of, of course, is if she talks about dying, wanting to hurt herself, wanting to hurt the baby. Mm -hmm. If you notice irrational fears, any paranoia, and any hallucinations.
0: What are the first steps someone should take to get help for their perinatal mental health condition?
1: the first point of contact that someone would have would be at their follow-up visit with the baby's doctor, the pediatrician, Mm -hmm. or with their OBGYN or their family physician. So Mm -hmm. if they have an appointment coming up soon with that person, I would say let them know at that appointment. But if not, call your primary care doctor, your ob guy, your baby's pediatrician, or if you already have a mental health professional that you see, let them know immediately that you are having difficulties. If you don't have any of those people, Probably the best resource to reach out to is PSI or Postpartum Support International and their website is postpartum.net because they have a list of resources by state to help you get connected with someone in your area who specializes in perinatal mood disorders. They also just have a wealth of information for you, for your family, support groups, a crisis line.
0: What are evidence-based treatments for perinatal mental health conditions?
1: Of therapy called interpersonal therapy is mm-hmm. evidence based. There's also some evidence based for exercise, massage, yoga, acupuncture, and certain supplements for mild to moderate depression. But when symptoms are more moderate to severe, medication is likely going to be necessary. Mm-hmm. So there are several types of antidepressants that are for depression and for anxiety. For postpartum depression, there is an IV medication called Brexanolone or Zoreso that was approved for postpartum depression. It's required to be administered in a hospital and unfortunately it's not available at a lot of places yet, but it is available and it's very fast acting. So that is an exciting option for people if it's available to them. For bipolar disorder, there are types of medications called mood stabilizers that can be beneficial. And for psychosis, we often use antipsychotics and sometimes mood stabilizers as well. And again, for psychosis, people are going to need to be in the hospital. For some severe symptoms of depression or bipolar mania, bipolar depression, severe. And for psychosis, for some people, electroconvulsive therapy or ECT may be an option as well.
0: What advice do you have for someone seeking treatment for their perinatal mental health condition?
1: The first thing is to not be ashamed. This is not uncommon. Many women have dealt with this. Don't feel guilty. It doesn't make you a bad mother. You have to be able to take care of
4: yourself to be able to take care of your baby and other people. Know that delaying care can lead to your symptoms
1: becoming worse. Oftentimes, particularly for depression Technically, for criteria, you're supposed to have symptoms for two weeks. Some people, if they're really struggling, you might not be able to wait two weeks if you're having severe symptoms. So if you notice that you are having difficulty, particularly, again, if I mentioned you're having trouble taking care of your baby, taking care of yourself, especially if you are having suicidal thoughts, do not wait two weeks to get help if you're having any thoughts of hurting yourself or anyone else do not feel ashamed. It does not make you a bad mother, a bad parent. To seek help when you need it. In the long run,
0: it's going to make you a better parent to not have to deal with these symptoms later on. What are some myths that people believe to be true about perinatal mental health conditions that are actually false?
1: kind of what I alluded to before that if you have symptoms it must mean that you're a bad mom or maybe that you did something to cause your symptoms Mm -hmm. that it must mean you're not happy to be a mom One of the uh, kind of a common, I guess I'll say mistake that's often made is Mm -hmm. for people who don't feel comfortable treating women who are pregnant is that they tell them that once they become pregnant, they have to stop their medication, and that is not true. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes, you see people become worse because they stopped their medication. So definitely, if you are on medication, try to be referred to someone who has experience treating pregnant women with mental health conditions who can kind of work through that process with you of the recommendation to stop medication. It's also not true that you can't breastfeed on medication. There are several that are safe to do so. You know, thinking that because a woman has everything, maybe, you know, she has a great support system, she has financial means, great house, etc., that she won't get depressed. Having, quote-unquote, everything doesn't have anything to do with depression. There are a lot of causes to perinatal mental health conditions. It's nothing that
4: people choose to happen. It just comes on, and it can come out of nowhere, so... It has nothing to do with what you have or what you don't have.
1: Sometimes the symptoms can persist and become chronic. So having a perinatal mental health condition, a lot of times people think, oh, it's just going to be brief. You know, it might last a month, it might last two months. Some people have symptoms up through the first year after giving birth. Mm -hmm. And depending on if they had the correct treatment, what kind of support system they had, when they started medication, if they had therapy, all types of factors, if they didn't have effective treatment, it can develop into an ongoing depressive disorder. So unfortunately, just because it was postpartum or during pregnancy, it doesn't mean it's over for some people. So it's something you still have to have monitored and should be very mindful of and aware of that you could still need some help later.
0: Heavy Head Season 2 Episode 2 Mama's First Love is written and produced by Tanner Hines OBGYN voiced by Brooke Bradyheim Megan Morgan voiced by Osha Dwyer Evan Morgan voiced by Garrett Teitelbaum Julia voiced by Julia Saldana Narration and art design by Evan Verrilli Thank you to Dr. Daniel Johnson for taking the time to speak with us Montage audio courtesy of McGraw-Hill, Folgers, the California Milk Processor Board, Saturday Night Live, Procter & Gamble, The Walt Disney Company, Huffington Post, Fox Kids, and Sprinkle of Wonder. Original music by Real Blue Heartache Kids. The music is available online wherever you buy or listen to music. If you or a loved one is experiencing a psychiatric emergency and live in the United States, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text HOME to 741-741 to receive free and confidential support 24 7 365. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle at heavyheadpod. Subscribe to our official YouTube channel, Heavyhead Podcast. You can email us at heavyheadpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with a friend or relative. You can support the show by making a monthly monetary pledge when you join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heavyheadpodcast and get access to exclusive content. You can also support the show by making a one-time monetary donation to paypal.me slash tannerhines1. That's paypal.me slash t-a-n-n-e-r-h-i-n-d-s, the number one on PayPal are at t-hines-1 that's at t-h-i-n-d-s dash the number one on venmo lastly merch is available at heavyhead.bigcartel.com thank you for listening and we'll see you again next month until then take care of yourself